Augmented reveals the stories behind a new area of industrial operations where technology will restore the agility of frontline workers. In episode 16 of the podcast, the topic is a female fighter in a manufacturing SME. Our guest is Lena Jensch, business development specialist at Herma Group, a German manufacturer. In this conversation, we talk about being a champion for new efficient modes of production, bringing customers value, and also being a young woman in manufacturing. We discuss the challenges of today's manufacturing companies to explore new business models and stay on top of digitization, yet keep a holistic view. Lena is an innovation manager and calls herself a strong, mostly single fighter in the SME space. We discuss the war for talent and why young people don't choose manufacturing. We also discuss the need for a global manufacturing community to exchange information, tools, solutions, and experiences, especially for women. Augmented is a podcast for leaders, hosted by futurist Trond Arne Unheim, presented by Tulip.co, the manufacturing app platform, and associated with MFG Works, the manufacturing upskilling community launched at the World Economic Forum. Each episode dives deep into a contemporary topic of concern across the industry and airs at 9 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time every Wednesday. Augmented, the Industry 4.0 podcast. Lena, how are you today? I'm fine. Thanks, Trant. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, so here's my question for you. You have a super interesting background. You're very active in manufacturing. You're young, you're a woman, um, you're in Europe. All of these things would, would indicate that you would be running around, I don't know, on uh, other types of industries and being excited about other problems. Why are you so engaged in manufacturing? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question, actually, because I... Previously, I worked for, for logistics industry, and now um, since three years, I'm stepping into manufacturing industry. And yeah, it's really interesting uh, because you see really where you're, I'm for, for labeling manufacturer, so labeling machines, and you really have engage or you really interact with the products you buy them in the supermarket and you see where the label comes from so you're really involved in the production process and you see where all the all the products come from and the the origin of it so that's really interesting and you see the work of it there's something very fascinating about physical products i find right the yeah they're very it's very tangible work but uh so you can see the result right away Uh, i don't know is it that that that's the part that fascinates you yeah, exactly. And that you see that you, when you, when a customer buys your machine, for instance, you really bring him a, a, a value and a, an addition to, to their manufacturing or to their production line. So it's really that they want something and you're not only a service provider, for instance, but it's a good, uh, it's a good interaction with the customer as well. How how did you uh, get involved with this? Was this something you were educated uh, to do? Was uh, this something that was in, you know has been in your family, or did you just choose yourself to go into this direction? Yeah, exactly. I just chose by myself, and basically um, due to my to my position as a business development manager. Um, some people think it's sales, but for me, it's more innovation management and uh, product management and everything around new new topics uh, in the industry. 
so that actually led me to the to the manufacturing industry and there's so much work to do <laughs> there is work to do for sure um, so tell, tell me a little bit about what you do on a daily basis. You are involved with manufacturing, but you're also very engaged in kind of new production techniques and, and the digital side. What, how, how does that work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's, really, it's really exciting. Um, and uh, it's, a big way, it's a way big way to go because um, digital products and manufacturing industry, I think this is a new, is a new topic. And if I come up with my ideas, um, eyes of my colleagues get bigger and bigger. And they look at me and it's like, okay, are you serious? I was like, yeah, we need to think about the future. We need to, it's more, not more, uh, or not that much about production techniques, but more or less about new digital products. Um, so have something for our customers that uh, really helps them or helps us as well. So yeah, it's, it's a good interaction with the, with the departments um, coming up with new ideas, um, surfing a lot in the internet and having discussions with or reading discussions, having discussions with other people involved. Well, I wanted to ask you about that as well. You you told me that you recently started engaging in in uh, Robin's, uh, you know, and he he will be on the podcast too. But on his very new uh, manufacturing community, tell me a little bit about how you found that and and what what is the value of yet another virtual community discussing, you know, I guess. Well, m maybe there aren't so many in manufacturing, but there are many many virtual communities you could engage in. Why did you pick this one and what has your experience been so far? I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, that's true there are many communities, but um I was actually looking for a random topic. I think it was something about startups and merger and acquisitions in the manufacturing industry. Because, of course, you can do everything by yourself, but there are lots of experts in the world. And why not um, engage with the, with the other company? So I was looking for just a random topic and found, uh, found uh, Robin's blog. And that was easy written for a complex topic. Um, and then I, I saw something about a newsletter. I signed up. So that was quite easy. And then he was um, calling out for this community who wants to join. And this was a big application process. So I was like, okay, am I even suitable for that as a business development manager and not, not as this tech woman kind of? But yeah, I just applied and um, luckily I got in. <laughs> but I think it wasn't that hard of a uh, You figured that process. out already, huh? Yeah. It's a new community. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I got in. So, yes, uh, yes. And there are quite a lot of applicants. So um, yeah, there's a quite a run on that one. Um, so I was the early one on that uh, on that platform, and um, yeah, I was really curious, getting to know everyone who's uh, who signed up, and yeah, wanted to participate, but also to have a win 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 situation for sure. So I could get something out of it, and it only works if you are interactive, right? So if you're not interacting, you cannot get anything out of it. So um, yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great uh, platform to either ask questions, discuss something, get to know people all around the world. This is really interesting that people from so many countries signed in. That's really uh, impressive um, how they all found this community. This is magic. Um, so yeah, that was uh, one of the, the biggest issues why I think it's so, so um, interesting and have a group of people where you exactly know when you, when you drop a question, 
somebody will react and somebody will tell you something about it or at least has a network on that or gives you a hint or whatever. You know that your question is answered at least somehow. Well, so here's my here's my question to your question. Uh, you are, as I kind of introduced you, you are an international European uh, woman. You you are German, I believe, but you took your, uh, I guess, uh, plane ticket and and or train or whatever, and went to Sweden and got your Master of Science in Jönköping. So you move around. You you get answers to questions. What what are wh- why are there so many questions? What are the questions on this forum that that possibly could be uh could be so fascinating because i'm just imagining that you know you you um you, you have a lot of answers uh, already but why are there so many what are the questions i guess that this community can answer to you and 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 also how do you know that these answers are uh, are helpful are are they actually so detailed that you is it because they're based in someone else who's truly in your role and has kind of, I guess, maybe more experience or they have seen different things or is it just sharing? I'm just quite curious. Any community, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's different reasons why we join communities. I'm just curious, in manufacturing, what is the biggest need? Is it to share your experience or is it really to find out new things and new ways of doing things? Mm, oh, that was a long question, but I tried to yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, I think it's a mixture of both because manufacturing industry, as I said in the in the beginnings, there's a lot of work to do. So we have we have a playground where we can move things and and uh, develop things. But there is also a massive development going on right now, and there's a, such a huge landscape of software of tools of hardware of techniques and everything and to 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 get that filtered and to get answers to that question what might be the best solution for my problem for, for the issue i have right now then there are lots of experts going around it's like okay i've done it like this i've done it like this and then you can mix up a little bit so if you have a concrete question you have you might find the right answer at least get an impression how to solve that um, but you could also, we also have a discussion, uh, for instance, about women in manufacturing. How can we change that? That I'm not in a meeting with nine men and I'm the only woman in that. Um, this is also, this is more wider topic, you know, so also not finding a right answer, but having discussions on that, sharing thoughts. How could we as a kind of small community uh, give our input on that? Um, so, and you have real experts in that community as well so if you want to learn some programming or whatever you could probably drop that question as well and somebody will raise their hand and like yeah i give you a short introduction to that and you can see whether this interests you or not and um this is this is great i think so yeah and for me um since i'm a lonely fighter in my company kind of and uh, not having a big team around me it's Sometimes also good to have uh, have a community to just discuss some things and get um, a little bit of a understanding what you're what you're talking about and to have a platform for brainstorming, for instance, and to just share crazy ideas that might not be relevant, but at least have a thought of it. So you see yourself as a lonely fighter. Yeah, I'm not lonely fighter, but I don't have a big team around me, and the topics I'm dealing with, they're more in the future and you know more many people just think about what is doing what is happening now i need to solve that and the 
bigger view is sometimes stopping at tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I see that. What are your thoughts about women in manufacturing? Where is it is it going to change anytime soon? And what would it yeah, take? Yeah. Well, I hope so actually and I see good good uh, movements and I see something from 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 universities for instance that they are really cheering out their their engineering uh, studies and that they really have some <laughs> girly advertisement for them to 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 catch to catch the woman on that and um yeah we were discussing that today as well and i was thinking about uh, when i graduated from school what would i want to do with 20 and to be honest manufacturing wasn't the first topic in my mind um so i think there's a big yeah there's a big milestone we need to we need to achieve that this is attractive that this is raising curiosity that people are really just fascinated by that and um yeah some networks um are already evolving but um yeah i think there's lots of steps to go but i see a movement and that makes me um uh, happy so you are already a little bit of a role model right do you what do you think is the right message to a young woman studying today, maybe not engineering? Is is manufacturing a, w a way to go? And if so, why? Um, yeah, and I think you don't, as I, yeah, I'm not the tech woman. Um, I'm interested in that, but I'm not an expert for that. But I think have at least a slight of interest in those topics and be curious about that's sometimes even enough if you take a, um, for instance, take a job as a product manager or business development or innovation manager or something. You don't have to be that tech or engineering tech. And these are still jobs that are really important for manufacturing industry. So even if you're not interested in all the tech stuff, there's still a way for you to go to manufacturing industry, actually. And it's really impressive. <laughs> it's impressive, but do you also feel like there are going to be more there are going to be some unique career opportunities for you because you are a little bit more unique, you know, as, as a, a woman taking charge and making differences and, uh, you know, in, in your work process, do, do you think that manufacturing soon could be seen as actually a, a unique niche for, for women because, you know, you have such a unique perspective and can make a difference there? Mm, this is hard to answer. I, maybe it might be unique for new job positions because the companies need to change and need to, to develop new business models. If this particularly for women, I, I'm not too sure, but yeah, why not? A data analyst or data scientist or whatever can be a woman as well. So yeah. I guess the niche, yes, and for women, of course, also, but not only for women. I think I, and I also think, yeah, we need to take a bigger, bigger role in that um, comp or in that um, industry. But uh, nobody wants the one wants to be the one for the quote, actually. So yeah. yeah, it's really hard to differentiate on that. Well, one observation, right, is that you haven't been feeling very bound by geographic boundaries, it seems, right? You studied in a different country and now you're engaging very deeply in a virtual community, um, you know, albeit, uh, you know, started by a, another German, but definitely it's an international community. 
Mm-hmm. How much do, how much does that help that you're not limited by you know whoever's in your town even even if you are a lonely fighter in your company you don't seem to be that phased by that you you find solutions mm-hmm. around it you find other people to engage with yeah exactly and um, yeah to have a yeah digital community um, but you see nowadays especially in this pandemic situation. Borders are borders right now. This is really fearful, and I'm really afraid of that. But even though the digitalization and all the tools we have, they really limit or limit borders away, and they're not existent anymore. So it doesn't matter where you are. Um, if you have a phone or a video conferencing tool, it's kind of like being a neighbor, actually. Yeah, isn't that quite strange? Because the yeah, the video technology has gotten a lot better, so there's not really an enormous difference, I guess, between well, even you and I, we were introduced and we're meeting and we're talking. It, it's not so different from being in a neighboring town, you know, being across, uh, you know, the the Atlantic doesn't make it that much of a difference for for this conversation. Yeah, exactly, and I always think it's really um, interesting as well how other countries or companies in other countries work and what their stage of development is. Whether sometimes we in Germany think we're too slow um, and to to really have a clearer picture whether this is the truth or if it's just our perspective that we take. And this is also quite good about the, the community and really interesting to so, learn from others. Yeah, for sure. The the wider small and medium sized uh, business community right is huge in Germany, but it's big in in many countries because manufacturing is composed of of small small firms. It's been stated, you know, by the World Economic Forum and and by world leaders that starting to realize how much of an upskilling challenge they really have if if their firms are going to be able to innovate at the pace that the larger companies are able to and there a number of barriers have been cited for that what do you personally think you know working in a small medium-sized business what are the biggest barriers to to change um yeah i think their expert knowledge is one of the things which leads probably to a bigger other topic uh, war for talents so have the right employee for the right topics on board this is, this is something. And then, of course, if you have other topics to deal with right now, pandemic situation, nobody or no, nobody is probably too strong, but not everyone is thinking about the future and how to change and how to development now something for the next five years to be still kind of alive and um, have the right model for their customers. So I think it's lack of ideas, lack of um, employees with the right uh, specification and right knowledge skills. Yeah, I think this is a mixture of both. So the company you work for, I, it seems to me that they were extremely lucky. That they found me? <laughs> the, lucky, the company you, you, you work for are lucky because they found you. So what's your advice to other companies to find fascinating workers that are so engaged and uh, reflective, you know, in the same way that you are? But how, where, where are people like you found? Yeah, that's a good question. Because you said war for <laughs> no. talent, right? It, maybe it is a yeah, war, war but for... 
but but it is yeah. more complicated than the war because in essence you know uh you, you know you, you're a little bit of a rarity so how how does a tiny company or even a small even a smaller company any company that doesn't have an advertising budget and can kind of go on the worldwide market wh- where what is what is their strategy to recruit you know one or two or three very independent workers that can make a true difference for them in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this could also be two ways that they could go for one way for sure is the recruitment um, of a um, of a skilled uh, of a skilled worker. But I think the um, interaction and the collaboration with startups um, is also quite um, important for the for the future because there you have these experts and that they they really love their jobs and they burn for their um, for their for their startup and for their company and for their businesses and if you if you get those on board with a collaboration or how the model could be um, this could also be be a winning winning factor actually and yeah to how to recruit I, that's a good uh, that's a good question. Um, there's quite big ways, but I think especially for young people as a company, you need to be really flexible and um, enable people, give them a chance to, 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 to be their own and give them a chance to, to succeed, succeed, but also to fail and um, yeah, give them just room for, for their own. It doesn't have to be creativity in being of an, in terms of arts, but also let them be themselves and give them their kind of freedom. I think that's that's important. That that sounds uh, that sounds easy, but I believe it must be difficult yeah. if you are a leader in a very traditional business. You're kind of yeah. trying to gamble on some new person that's going to do things you don't even know what they're going to do, right? So it's yeah. a bit of a challenge. But I but I think you're right. Um, these are the leaps that we need to make. Uh, Lena, as you think about the next decade, what what are your thoughts for yourself for this industry? Where do you think things are moving? Are you, for instance, um, five, ten years from now, do you see yourself starting a new, fascinating manufacturing supply chain company? Do you see yourself being an executive in kind of a the size company you work for now? I mean, undoubtedly, you're going to move fairly fast because you have. The perspective just from this little conversation you know what you want and you go for it and you are very uh, reflective around what what you see around you i'm so i'm curious paint a picture yeah. for me of your future yeah. but also the 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 industry you work in what's what's going to happen to it in your best in, with your best guess um with my best guess i hope that people will wake up and um see especially now during this really really bad situation due to the pandemic um how things could change real quick and what the what the game changes could be and what they need to what they need to change and i would love to be would love to be part of it and um give some more conservative companies maybe a more fancy look or holistic view on on some on some uh, topics and engage or um, they need to be 
they need to be curious. Also, the companies need to be curious. They need to try something. And I really hope that I will be that I will be part of that. And I think some some companies will will fail on that way. But this is also part of the game, I guess. And um, it's it's a hard way to go. It's not easy, and it might hurt on some on some spots. Um, yeah, but I'm probably the one who gets the bandaid and uh, puts it on, covers the covers the wound, and so we can keep going. Fascinating. Give give me a, a few seconds. We haven't talked so much about ex- your exact business. So you work uh, for Herma Group. What what exactly do they uh, do? And you're in Baden-Württemberg. What what exactly is it that your company does? And and, and just your role in 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 that. Yeah. So we have three different um, uh, divisions in our company. First one is the production of the adhesive material. Um, then we also produce labels. Um, so the yeah the um, for shipping labels, but also for products. And I'm in the division for the manufacturing. So we produce or um, labeling machines actually. So every label that is on a product needs to be applied somehow, and this is done with our with our machines. And now, for instance. Coming back to to the Corona situation again, I'm sorry for that, <laughs> but uh, the vaccine, um, the vials, those are labeled as well, and this is also done with the help of our machines, for instance. Or every every product you find, kind of every product you find in the supermarket that has a label on it, might have been labeled with the help of our machines. Yeah. Give me a sense of because you know people talk about Industry 4.0 a lot and. Uh, how has the production process changed with the introduction of technology, even just in your company over the last, let's call it, last five years? What, what, what has happened to the machines, if anything, or are they generally the same, but you have introduced some, some sort of different little tweaks on the, on the side to, to make the production a little bit more efficient? Yeah, um, we have now um, released a new, a new applicator, um, applicator. Which is um, uh, which has all the interfaces to connect with other uh, with other system. It has a web interface, industrial Ethernet, and everything. I think that has changed. So our products are prepared for Industry 4.0. Um, whether they use for that or not, it's up to the customer. Um, but at least they are prepared for that, and I think that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good start. And yeah, looking in our looking in our um, manufacturing environment you see on every workstation a big monitor where people can um, log into the system uh, see the see the drawings and everything they don't have folders with paper anymore i think that's a it's a small step but it's a big step for for the for the industry to have uh, at least that um, digitalized and some things are still on paper of course because that's needed um but um, yeah those are small small steps well, the, important yeah, important. This is fascinating. Uh, Lena, this has been a wonderful conversation. I, I wish you the absolute best of luck and, and please stay in touch. I'm very curious to see um, what would happen with, uh, I'm very curious to see what would happen with your career and, and also with the company you work for going forward. And, and the pandemic it doesn't seem to be going away this month. So we'll, we'll have to watch, uh, you know, how, Seems like there's some opportunity there, you know, in on the business side with labeling, but uh, but clearly for for the world it's uh, very challenging, and for the world of manufacturing, it yeah. it's been a it's been actually both an opportunity and uh, and a massive challenge. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your insight today. Yeah, you're welcome. You have just listened to episode 16 of the Augmented Podcast with host Ronarna Unheim. The topic was a female fighter in a manufacturing SME. Our guest was Lena Jensch, business development specialist at Hermann, a German manufacturer. In this conversation, we talked about being a champion for new, efficient modes of production, bringing customers value, and also being a young woman in manufacturing. We discussed the challenges in today's manufacturing companies to explore new business models and stay on top of digitalization, yet to keep a holistic view. Lena is an innovation manager and calls herself a strong but mostly single fighter in the SME space. We discuss the war for talent and why young people don't choose manufacturing. We also discuss the need for a global manufacturing community to exchange information, tools, solutions, and experiences, especially for women. My takeaway is that with people like Lena on board, the future of any business would seem bright. She has the kind of limitless energy that characterizes what everyone should aspire to in the workforce. Moreover, she has the guts to go explore new things, learn, adapt, and implement. I predict Lena will move fast up the ladder. In small companies, you don't need many shop floor managers like that, but you do need some. Otherwise, you will be left behind. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, subscribe at augmentedpodcasts.co or in your preferred podcast player and rate us with five stars. If you liked this episode, you might also like episode 11, Empowering Workers to Innovate, episode 3, Reimagine Training, and episode 2, How to Train Augmented Workers. Augmented, the Industry 4.0 podcast.